the union that represents digital media journalists, went on strike this week and won. Plus, I'm guessing the Intellivision Amico isn't going to come out after all. Tonight is March 6th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. What did you just walk in on? DJ Rama asks, asks in chat. DJ Rama asks of Anime Jam Session. What did you just walk in on? You walked in on the Bobby Blackwolf show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live and walked in on us on Sunday night, uh, thank you so much. Welcome. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network, And uh, that is where I'm going to be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night from people who just walked in on this. It's going to be great. But if you can't be here on Sunday nights, I completely understand. We do have a Discord server during the week where you can uh, chat with us, uh, put in questions, or bring in uh, stories that you maybe want to hear on the podcast. Go over to vognetwork.com slash Discord for the invite to that. And uh, before we started the show tonight, uh, we were talking in the, in the little pre-show, the music thing where people can get connected and you know get the pre-roll ad out of their system and all that stuff. Um we were talking about movies because people, uh, I think E3VL was asking, has anybody seen The Batman yet? And I have, I have not. Um, I only today, just today, as in like a couple hours ago, finally watched Free Guy, uh, which is the Ryan Reynolds movie that was, uh, uh, it, it's on Disney Plus and HBO Max because it's a 20th Century Fox release. So eh, who knows who owns really all the rights to that. Uh, finally watched it today. I enjoyed it. Um it, it, it's a fun little movie. It's a fun little movie. Um, and it, it isn't as overtly gamer, let's say, uh, as you think it is. Um, it's not like Ready Player One where it, you know, is tr- it, where the movie did a lot better job of this than the book, but it's not overly pandering. Uh, there are uh, the, the only kind of pandering aspect is you can r- probably recognize if you watch big name streamers, you might recognize one of them because they hired a lot of the big name streamers that have millions and millions of followers and millions and millions of views. Uh, they're actually in this movie, uh, but it works like for what they're doing in the movie. It works. So uh, it's it, it was a fun little movie, and there were there were sur- some things that that I really enjoyed, uh, some references I enjoyed seeing. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So, so I enjoyed it. I did watch today. I ha- didn't watch the Batman. I'm probably not going to watch the Batman. I, I already angered some people in chat. I don't have a deep connection to those characters. Um, I, I am probably one of the few people that do this type of stuff uh, that don't really care about comic books as much. Um, I don't collect comic books. I mean, there are com- I'm sure there are comic books in this house, but not like of the Marvel or DC or variety. They're like freebies from games or something, and I, I, I didn't throw them away or anything. Uh, but like, I don't care about comics. And you know, in terms of comic book culture, 
uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it. Like, MCU is, is really it. Uh, I don't care about the Marvel comics. I'm not going to pick up the Marvel comic on comic book day or anything like that. Um, that's just not what I'm into. And I, I lost half my audience before I even went on the air tonight by saying that. Um, and, and Fifth Dream says comic book movies have nothing to do with comic books. And I think that's why I like comic book movies, uh, at least the Marvel ones, because they're fun. Uh, the, the, the DC ones tend to not be as fun, the movies. Um, I never saw Joker. Um, you know, I'm, I have no interest in seeing the Batman and the Breakman says Bobby hates fun. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe that is, I don't know. So yeah. So, uh, we were talking a little bit about movies and somebody, um, somebody else, I think it was Mike Def said, uh, you know, I still haven't even watched Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, cause Sonic two's coming out. Uh, I actually tried. I was like, you know what? Uh, it's on Hulu. I have Hulu. I have the Disney bundle, which gets me Hulu. And I was like, fine, I will try. It's been long enough since I was inundated with every single backstage picture and every single spoiler and every single nugget of information. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to give us, I'm going to actually try to watch it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. You know, Jim Carrey will be funny. I turned it off after about 30 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I, I can't. I can't do this. Uh, it, it was about the point of the start of the road trip. I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't do. I, it, it was just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't handle what was going on. Like I just like I'm done. I, I want to do anything else but watch this. So I turned it off. I like Sonic as a character. I like some of the games, but uh, the movie, I just, I couldn't. I, I couldn't continue. I was like sitting there. I'm like, I could be checking my phone. I could be playing Wordle or Quirtle or Secadordle. Uh, I could be doing anything instead of watching this. So I've already alienated half my audience. So let's alienate the other ones. Uh, so one of the things I like to do is I do like to answer questions from people who can't be here live. Uh, and, and, you know, so they yell back at the screen or yell back at the, at the radio when they're listening to the podcast in the car on there. If you're back to doing a commute, my wife is back doing a commute again. So those are coming back. I'm sorry for those of you that now have to do a commute that probably didn't have to for two years. Um, but uh, more podcast listening time, I guess. But got a comment on our discord from Redertainment. And what Redertainment asks is, hi, Bobby. Uh, why did you install a blacklight in your arcade room? So this goes back to what we were uh, ta uh, talking about last week and, and the week before, and I was showing video of it, where um, I, I installed some blacklights in my arcade. So my arcade room, uh, we talked very much la last week about pinball. All my pinball machines are back up and running, so there was a little bit of stuff la at the end of last episode where I talked about how one of my machines is down. Uh, it is back up. We're all good. Um so, uh, I, it was, why, why did you put a blacklight in your arcade? Uh, A, it's because we wanted to. And so we actually installed blacklights to the top of the arcade. And if you go to the, uh, if you go to, uh, the, our YouTube channel over at Voice of Geeks Network, you'll actually see the arcade room. Uh, you know, you can actually see, see this walkthrough and I'm actually running it here on the Twitch stream again. Uh, but you can actually see that we've put, 
like six black lights along the top, and there's these little LED black lights. Our carpet, which you don't get to see that well in the video, is fluorescent. It's uh, from Joy Carpets is the distributor, and it's the Space Explorer fluorescent carpet, so it lights up in the black light. And we wanted to do that because we wanted it to, to... we wanted it to feel like it's something that was not at the rest of the house. So we wanted to um, make it feel like you were entering something different, a, a different place. It didn't look like the rest of our house. So we painted the uh, walls dark blue, uh, and we put that really dark carpet in there. And so even when we have our regular light that is in there, our regular light fixture, uh, it's still pretty dark in there, which makes it fun to work on pinball machines when they break, when you don't have that much light. Um, so we decided that we were going to do that just to make the room feel like a different area and not that it was just an extension of our house. Um, we wanted it to feel like it was a a different place. Uh, we did this also, we have a home theater in our basement and it also is a, it's not fluorescent. Uh, but it does have really dark carpet. It's actually dark purple carpet. Black walls, like pitch black walls, only has like a six reflection score out of 100, so it doesn't reflect light. Uh, and you walk in there, and you feel like you're entering a completely different building than what you're seeing around the house. Um, as Chairman Matt says, also, black light doesn't glare on glass screens or glass like fluorescent lighting. Uh, you're, you're right in the sense that the ambient part doesn't, but... Uh, I will tell you that the actual LED does, um, which was fun. We found that out after we had hung them up that I would stand there and try to play pinball and I would actually see the blue line on the pinball cabinet. Um, So we we were able to like kind of move the pinball machines out a little bit. Uh, If you're short, you're going to see them or it's, it's basically on where you're standing if they reflect. But once the toppers come out for the pinball machines, that will block the light, the actual light itself, the reflection of the actual light itself. So you can not see it. So, yeah, and S. Jared Matt says, uh, yeah, you have to have a diffuser, have a filter over it. We're probably going to do that. We're probably going to do that over the ones there. The ones over the arcade machines don't matter because they're behind the arcade machines, basically. But, but uh, that's why we did it. We wanted it to look like something different than the rest of our house. So our, reg- our hallway... In the out in the uh, the main area, it looks normal, and then you walk in, and it looks completely different. So that's why we did it. Um, a lot of people with their home arcades, it's or their they do it in their garage, or they do it in their you know just it's in their basement. They just have a bunch of arcade machines in in there, and maybe they put stuff on the walls, and maybe have some neon signs or whatever. But that's about the extent of it. Uh, it's still a basement in their house, and you walk into that room, and it feels different. And so that's why we did it. Um, so thank you for the question. Uh, I'm sure everybody's answer would be different as to why they put black lights, uh, in there. Not many people actually put the black lights on the ceiling like we did. And I, it's probably because of the reflections. Uh, a lot of people, if they get that carpet, they'll actually mount the led, those led bars underneath like the pinball table. Uh, so it reflects, it goes down on the carpet, but not, and not up onto the, onto your shirt or anything else in there. So, uh, and Tiger says, in order to capture the arcade experience, good to have less light as possible as the arcade cabinets will light up the room. And that that's the other thing. Like, you get the ambient light from all the arcade machines when they're all on, uh, and it looks really cool. So that's why we did it. 
let's get into some of the news uh, that happened this week. Um, and uh, it's we're going to talk about uh, about unionizing and, and unions. Uh, and, and the reason I'm going to talk about this is because it did affect the video game industry. And there was actually something that happened by the company that w- the, the workers were unionizing against management of the company that I, I hated. And uh, it was kind of a disservice to them. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about the GMG union. So the GMG union, that's Gizmodo Media Group. And so these are um, the, the websites that were under the Gizmodo banner, like Gizmodo, but also Jezebel, Lifehacker, The Root, Jalopnik, and Kotaku, which is a site that we reference here a lot on the show. Uh, it's on our ticker on Twitch at the bottom. And uh, Game Developer reports that unionized workers at publications, including uh, Kotaku, are striking to secure fairer contracts. A number of staff at the GNO media-owned outlets have unionized under the Gizmodo Media Group union uh, banner and are attempting to collectively bargain for contracts that guarantee health care, offer adequate family leave, codify diversity initiatives, provide work-from-home flexibility, prevent GNO from low-balling salaries, and protect staff from forced relocations to the New York City office. Uh, since January 31st, uh, GMG union members have met five times with GNO me- uh, Media's outside counsel, but say the council has failed to pro- proactively engage with their good-faith proposals. As a result, GMG union-, union members have decided to down tools after a strike authorization vote that ended with 100% in favor of an uh, at a 93% turnout. Uh, they say, quote, how can you bargain a contract when the people across the table won't even clearly state what they're advocating for? We have not made this decision to strike lightly. As of March 1st, we're asking people not to click on or contribute content to Gizmodo, Jalopnik, Jezebel, Kotaku, Lifehacker, and The Root, unquote. So what uh, what happened then is, you know, all those sites went dark, except what the management did that was so shady is there are other sites around the world that also use that banner. So there is a Kotaku Australia which is not part of GMG Union. So what they did is they just started posting the Kotaku Australia articles on Kotaku.com. And then they closed the comments when all the viewers were like, are these scabs? Or or all the readers were like, are these scabs? Are they crossing the picket line? Uh, And and the answer is no, because Kotaku Australia is actually owned by a different group. It's not owned by GNO Media. They just there's some kind of partnership agreement or whatever. So the the workers at Kutaku Australia didn't strike, uh, and they they did put out a statement saying they were in solidarity with the striking workers. But because they work for a different company, uh, and you know they're not trying to bargain their working things, uh, they were continuing to work. Uh, so and and the the they would just the media group GNO media would just take their stories and put them up on Kotaku us Um, Gizmodo. uh, Apparently what they did for the Gizmodo side is that there's Gizmodo in Espanol, uh, which I think is in Spain. I think it's, it's, I I don't think they're in Mexico. I think they're in Spain. Once again, completely different company, but there's a a partnership, probably licensing deals or whatever. And so they took the uh, Espanol articles, ran them through Google translate and posted them on Gizmodo.com. Uh, and S.J. Matt even says that, yeah, Gawker Media did some sneaky nonsense. They turned the Australian Gawker teams into scabs since this union did not include them. So, yeah, and they, they did it on the Gizmodo side as well. 
Uh, so I was like, great, you know, because I, I actually do, uh, we do reference Kotaku stories a lot here on, on the network, on the show. Uh, and I absolutely was not going to reference even Kotaku Australia, uh, if this was going on, but three hours ago or four hours ago, they struck a deal. Uh, the GMT union bargaining committee is very excited to announce that they have reached a deal with GNO media, uh, pending WGAE, which is writers guild of America East, uh, council approval and a ratification vote by members. After four days of picketing in the first open-ended strike in digital media, management has acknowledged the strength and demands of our members. To this end, GNO Media agreed to raise salary minimums, severance, and parental leave, maintain the health care while requiring it to be trans-inclusive, and ensure annual increases for our unit, unit members. Mike Deft in chat says, I did not know about that, the translation thing, and now I'm even more pissed off about the situation. Yes, uh, it was it was sneaky and underhanded, and they, they it was just run through Google Translate. So it it made the site look bad, I'm sure. Uh, so there there's a lot of things that they did get, uh, you know, and, and, and it's good things for the union. I know there's another huge strike going on in terms of uh, people playing things. Uh, I do understand uh, it's sport, uh, but these are not millionaires that struck here. Uh, and even in the big sports union thing that's going on right now, uh, they're really doing a lot of fighting for the people who make the minimum. And that's also what GMG, uh, the, the GMG union was doing, was they were fighting for the minimum salaries uh, to, because they wanted to get them raised because there's been inflation in the past couple of years. So... That's what they were fighting for, and congratulations to them. They announced that they have come to an agreement. Uh, I do know that there was negotiation because I know one of the things about the higher salary minimum, uh, they were fighting for a $63,000 salary minimum, which it was $55,000. Uh, they got 62000 as the lowest, um, and then there is an additional 1000 each year, so it will be 63000 next year. Uh, they wanted sixty three dollars out, uh, uh, out at the gate. They got 62, and it's going to go up. So, uh, an SJ runner, Matt, does say, look at it this way. The longer the baseball strike goes, uh, the longer the Braves are the defending champions. That is correct. Go Braves. And uh, and hopefully, once the minute the strike is over, they will re-sign Freddie Freeman, and we can all be happy. Anyway, and it's not a strike. It's a lockout. There's a lockout uh, in baseball, since we talked on the sports thing. The players did not want to strike. Uh, the the owners lock them out. The players are like, we want to play, and we'll play while we do these negotiations. The, owner, the ownership's like, no, 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 uh, no, no. We we fell for that in 1994, and y'all struck right before the playoffs, and, and we we lost the postseason. Uh, that's a lot of money, and so they're like, no, no, no. We're gonna walk. We're not gonna let you destroy the postseason again like you did in '94. Anyway, video games. So this this is good. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, you know, Gawker Media has always done some shady stuff, but there are people there that are really proud of the reporting that they do uh, and the things that they accomplish at all those sites. So congratulations to them, and hopefully we will be referencing Kotaku articles again on this show in the near future, uh, being written by people who uh, are accurately represented. So uh, this story has actually been going on for a couple weeks, but I wasn't here uh, when some of the big news broke. Uh, and then I got a pinball machine. But let's talk about the Intellivision Amico, because I did uh, interview the founder, president, CEO, Tommy Tallarico. I've known Tommy Tallarico for many, many years. 
almost 20 years now, probably actually 20 years now because it is now 2022 and I first met him uh, in the G4 days in 2002. So it has actually been about 20 years since I've, as, as, since I've known Tommy. Uh, things have happened in the last month with the Intellivision Amico and I am a... I put down the $50 for a founder system, uh, the wood grain system of the Intellivision Amico back in 2018 when it was la- announced. It was supposed to launch in October of 2020. That didn't happen uh, for for various reasons, uh, not including the supply chain reason. That was a big one because of uh, everything going on in 2020. But GamesIndustry.biz reported earlier this month, or about a month ago actually, uh, that Intellivision Entertainment has made no revenue since its inception in 2018, and its current state may only be able to operate until July of 2022. That's according to an SEC filing based on the Amico uh, shared on the Amico Makers website earlier th- this week, as it's looking to raise five million dollars to pursue its efforts to release the retro console, which is not was not intended to really be a retro console. Everybody keeps thinking it is, but it, it wasn't intended to be a retro console. The SEC filing goes through the risks associated with investing in television entertainment, while some of the risk factors would be expected, such as the fact that, quote, an investment in the company involves a high degree of risk and should be considered by those who can afford the loss of their entire investment, unquote. The document provides an interesting insight into the company's business. Um, Intellivision actually pointed out in the filing that it, quote, may never have an operational product or service, unquote. It says, quote, it is possible that there may never be a fully operational Intellivision Amico. It is possible that the failure to release the product is the result of a change in business model upon the companies making a determination that the business model or some other factor will not be in the best interest of the company and its stockholders, members, or creditors, unquote. It also addressed that the television has, quote, a limited history upon which an evaluation of its performance and future prospects can be made, unquote, as it has not generated profit at this stage and has sustained losses since its inception. Uh, later in the document, Intellivision disclosed having significant debt, including an, quote, aggregate of $3.1 million in outstanding loans, unquote, from its board members. Um, so there is $1.35 million in, quote, prepayments for electronic components to Arc Electronics USA, but due to a contract dispute, the disposition of those funds are potentially at risk, unquote. So they've lost a million dollars to an electronics supplier that hasn't come through. Uh, they believe there is a break in the contract, and they may never see that money again because Intellivision may not be able to recoup those funds. Um, also, one thing that happened very early on uh, is uh, that Intellivision Entertainment's chief uh, revenue officer, Phil Adam, was appointed as CEO replacing Tommy Tallarico, who will re- be remain at the company as a board member and president. What none of these things are talking about, and I'm going to share this because Tommy has shared this publicly uh, on his personal social media cha- uh, uh, channels. Right before that statement was made, he actually talked about uh, some really mentally taxing and draining things going on in his personal life. And he, he talked about it on his social media. So that's why I'm repeating it. Uh, if he, if he, if this was a friends only post, I wouldn't talk about it, but I checked. It is still a public post, uh, on his Facebook feed, social media feed today, about an hour ago, uh, is that he's taking care of his father. Who's very old. Uh, his father was in hospice. Uh, and he was given six months to live and he's a very stubborn Italian 
and has basically stayed alive for much longer than six months. So Tommy decided to bring him home. So they actually now have a hospital bed and hospice care in Tommy's home. And Tommy is trying to take care of his dad uh, while his father is still with us. And there's a lot of stuff going on with him medically. So that is why he probably he had to step down from the day to day CEO of Amico. And it probably also explains the stress he's been under, because if this has been going on for six or nine months, uh, his father being in hospice, that's probably clouded his judgment in some of the ways he reacts to the criticism of what Intellivision Entertainment is doing of the Amico, uh, because people have been relentless about the Amico. Uh, because there there is a lot of unknowns. There is a lot of question marks. There have been a lot of things that have been seemingly hidden by Intellivision, and people are digging in further. Uh, and there's a lot of people that, that are calling out Intellivision as a scam. And I'm sure all that on top of the family stuff, which is actually way more important than a video game console, uh, it probably caused things that, made Tommy react the way he probably shouldn't have, which hurt the company, which is now why they're looking out for uh, to, to put out these filings and looking for more investments because, unfortunately, things haven't been going well, and Tommy did not make the situation better because he has been burdened with a lot of personal stuff. SJ and Matt says the, the bad hardware deal they made with the company that was supposed to supply them with semiconductors really messed them up. The company, a Chinese company out of San Francisco, just didn't supply them and couldn't supply them until it was late in development. Um, so they were doing a fundraising thing. They had actually released a trailer. Uh, they were doing some fundraising, and that's uh, that stopped this week. Uh, so Eurogamer reports that Intellivision has cut its latest fundraising campaign for the still-unreleased Amico console short, setting yet more alarm bells ringing over the troubled uh, machine's future. So um, the SEC filing preceded uh, another a round of fundraising for the Amico. That was what I was talking about that was a couple of weeks ago, in which the company was looking to raise $5 million in capital through Start Engine. 21 days into the campaign, however, Intellivision is now called Time, raising just $58,001 from 54 investors. So they're like, we, we're, it's not going to happen. Then I got an email from like every email address that Intellivision thinks I have. Um, even email addresses where I've unsubscribed. Uh, because I have like a, a different email address for Intellivision founder updates and stuff. I got an email from Phil Adam, who is now the CEO of Intellivision. And this email says, quote, I want to take a moment to provide an update and also extend my apologies. As you know, it was my goal to communicate with you by the end of February. However, over the last few weeks, we started discussions with potential investors and acquirers outside of the Start Engine universe. As we continue to work with them on a deal structure and terms, it has been agreed that we maintain a quiet period while negotiating. The magnitude of this type of deal will invariably have an influence on our path forward, but are excited uh, about the potential of a new group's involvement with Intellivision. We'll update you as soon as we are able. Thank you for your continued support and patience, unquote. So uh, a quiet period, that's, that is normal. Um, a quiet period whenever any company is about to get acquired, they go into a quiet period in, in regards to the deal. Um, and, and it's basically to 
the reason it's a quiet period is to stop, you know, basically try to suppress any kind of insider trading. If it is a publicly traded company that's about to acquire Amico or about to acquire Intellivision, they don't want people to they don't want the stock market to react based on things they have said. This is where you get the sources close to the situation, say, blah, blah, blah. The Breakman says, let's be honest, it was only going to sell less than 100,000 units. No way was this thing going to be successful. Um, and, and, you know, I, I had high hopes for it. Um, I know the vision that Tommy was going for. He was going for uh, the people that weren't gamers, which is why all the actual hardcore gamers were rallying against the system because they're like, we're gamers and why are you not catering to us? And he wanted to cater to everybody else. Uh, and Tommy just figured he could probably do, you know, do the same thing again. Video Games Live. Everybody made fun of Video Games Live. Maybe even people on this network made fun of Video Games Live, uh, saying that it was a stupid idea. And then they were selling out ar- arenas. They were selling out stadiums in other parts of the world, uh, big, huge stadiums, up until there were no more concerts uh, for, for other reasons. So... You know, that he was trying to go for those people because people who weren't gamers still loved video games live and what he did there. And he was trying to catch that again. Um, I am going to say that in the alternate timeline where there was no pandemic in 2020, uh, the console came out when it, they said it would in on 10, 10, 2020. Uh, it came out. It probably underwhelmed. And then it faded off into the sunset. But we will never know, most likely, because... With all the stuff that happened in 2020 affecting the supply chain, affecting the ability to work, the affecting the ability to them to promote because their entire promotion strategy was a mall tour. Well, they weren't going to malls in the summer of 2020, but that was the plan was they were going to go to malls, uh, which, yes, people still go to shopping malls. Uh, They were going to go to malls. They were going to go to concert festivals and stuff, which Nintendo has done. Sony has done before. Uh, they were going to go to those places to show off the Amico and to try to gain garner interest from people who weren't watching video game podcasts on Twitch or listening to video game podcasts on, on Spotify or whatever. That just all went out the window, and unfortunately, uh, the timing just sucked. You know, to make a sports analogy, the XFL was doing great until everybody stopped going to sporting events in early 2020, and then the XFL got sold. Like, it was actually doing okay, and it probably would have survived had 2020 not happened. The Breakman says, but this just never sounded like a good idea to me. Gaming is such a crowded market, and video games aren't the only thing fighting for our in- uh, attention. Uh, and that's true. And, I mean, even, like, gaming companies will tell you their biggest competition is Netflix. It's the streaming stuff. It's not necessarily the other. Like, Nintendo doesn't think Microsoft's their competition. They think Netflix is their competition. I guess I'm, I'm never going to see my 50 bucks again. And, you know, I'm I'm personally OK with it. I understand other people aren't. Uh, it, I considered it kind of a funding for, for a dream. Uh, and, you know, as somebody that has that uh, the memories of in television. Um, so uh, I'm never going to see my 50 bucks again. Uh, luckily, I didn't pre-order the whole console. I just pre-ordered the 50 bucks, which was the down payment. Uh, and then when they were actually going to ship the console, then I would pay the, the difference because they didn't know how much it was going to cost at the time. I don't think that uh, I'm going to be seeing it. And I don't think I'm going to be seeing the Amico. I do know that uh, dev kits have existed. 
I do know that people have seen it, so it's not complete vaporware. Uh, it uh, did exist, or it it does exist. The Amico does exist. There is a service for it that exists, uh, you know, on private property. Uh, they have invited people to see them. They have actually done some of those mall tour events all in California. If if I was in California or willing to go out there, I would have been able to play an Amico with their controller uh, or, or the Amico that they have now. But I don't think it's actually ever going to come out. I think that they're going to owe too much money. They're not going to be able to afford the delayed launch whenever it will be. Um, and so we will be like, yeah, this was the Phantom. And then all those, all the YouTubers that bashed on the Amico since its announcement in 2018, they can, you know, they can gloat and, you know, beat their chest and say, I told you so. Cause they were right. Phoenix seven, seven, two, six says the big problem was the niche they targeted. It's just not big enough for anything other than some custom job. Uh, and Tiger Claw said Amico had a huge hill to climb. The issue where the big three are more well-known and the kind of things the Amico were designed for can be done on those consoles too. Um, and what he was trying to go for is something that was simpler to use than those consoles. Uh, that's He was trying to target the people that felt that there were too many buttons on the controller. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, an Xbox controller scares a lot of people who enjoy playing games on their phone, but having this many buttons... That's just too much for some people to get into. Uh, and so the Amico was trying to to target that, people who want to play games and maybe even play games on the TV, but they don't have the patience to learn how to operate a controller with this many buttons. Those people do exist. They do not watch this on Twitch. They do not listen to my video game podcast. None of you are those people. But there's a lot of people that are like that. And that was the niche he was trying to, to target, and he figured that niche would be a lot that is not as small as you think it is. Um, and E3VL says, Switch has few buttons if you only use one Joy-Con. Uh, it's still too many for some people. Um, there's there's still too many buttons. There's shoulder buttons and, you know, back button, face buttons and a stick, and, and there, there's it, it still confuses some people. Um, and if you only use one Joy-Con and you hold it sideways, like not even all the buttons are there. So it's like, where, where is the select button? You know, you don't have it. And Johnny Wufi says those people are also what's a Twitch. And that's also why I don't, you know, I don't think Tommy should have responded as harshly as he did to like the people on YouTube because that's not his target audience anyway. And the people that are his target audience aren't watching those YouTubers. S. Sharon Matt says that the semiconductor shortage really messed them up. Would it have worked out still? Not sure. But I think if the pandemic didn't mess up, up so much industries, we would be talking about the Amico in hand. Uh, and, and I'm kind of like that. I, I actually, if, if we didn't have what happened in 2020, I think it would have come out. It would have underwhelmed. Um, and we would have been like, well, all right, I have, a, I have an Ouya-sized paperweight. You know, and back in my day, we had two buttons and we liked it. And the Intellivision actually had a lot of buttons, uh, the original Intellivision. And in fact, I will say that uh, I um, I went out to go uh, to to another state even this weekend uh, to go, go visit a friend's birthday. So I went to a, a used bookstore. They sell like used store uh, games and books and music and stuff. And it, it's a locally owned shop uh, up in Chattanooga called McKay's. And I was walking around. 
and I went up to their second floor. It's actually, they have a second floor, and that's where, like, a lot of their audio equipment and their vinyl was. And just sitting there, I bought for, for probably more than I should have paid. I paid 35 bucks for this. But uh, I actually found an Intellivision flashback video game console. Uh, so it was. It, this actually has 60 games on it. Uh, and what it has, and I actually think this is the, the actual console that Jerry Ellsworth worked on. I'm, I'm not sure. But the console, it, it's old enough. It's one of the early TV games. So it's got the, the yellow and the white cable. So this is not one of the HDMI ones. But it actually has the the uh, authentic looking controllers, and they included the overlays. So it actually has the overlays for the games that are on the the, the system, and, and they're kind of beat up. Like this is a, definitely a used system, and I don't know if they're all in here. I didn't turn it on. I don't even know if this thing works. Everything looks like it's in here. There's an AC adapter. There's audio video cables there's two controllers uh so sometime this week i'll hook it up to my old crt tv and see if i have an intellivision flashback and i can say all right now i've got the intellivision amico because um this is the intellivision product i'm going to get so that's what i did to console myself no clue if it works but we'll see the Breakman asked does it have beauty in the beast i don't know if this one does I don't know if this one. I know I have it for. I have the actual Intellivision cartridge because I've got a lot of Intellivision games, a lot of my original ones, and then I bought like a couple lots off of eBay like fifteen years ago. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Are you on this? No, I don't. Nope, doesn't look like it is. Um, does have some Intellivoice games, uh, B seventeen Bomber and Bomb Squad and, and Space Spartans. Uh, it does have some of the unreleased games. The same ones that are usually on, like, the Intellivision Lives and all the same ones that you that anybody who's, like, gotten any of the Intellivision collections have seen. Uh, but no, Beauty and the Beast, not on this one. Uh, Questbuster asks, does it have any of the D&D games? Maybe not because of lightning licensing. Let's see. S, S. There's a lot of games here that begin with S because I was looking for Treasure of Tarman. No. I mean, it, they've got, like, Tower of Doom and Thundercastle, but I don't think those are... That's not, like, Treasures of Tarman or... Or Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And I think even on the Amico, they they actually renamed the D&D games. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but when did this thing come out? When, when did this package come out? Here it is. Here, I finally found... Where's the... 2014. We were still, we were still selling TV games that didn't use HDMI in 2014. I'm actually kind of shocked at that. But, yeah, no, the packaging says this came out in 2014. It's by At Games, which makes like, uh, you know, they, they also like, they're still around. They still do like the, they've got a digital pinball table and a, di- you know, an arcade and stuff like that. The Breakman asks Astro Smash. Yes, Astro Smash is on here. Astro Smash is on everything. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to say RIP Amico yet, but um, I'm not going to see my, my, my stuff back. I'm pretty sure. So uh, we are going to take a quick music break. Uh, and then if somebody wants to call in, go into the green room over at Vogue Network Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord, green room voice chat channel. I can pull you in and we can talk about anything going on in the gaming industry. And if you're playing something, you're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show or in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Network.
Hey, this is Aaron Toplitsky, a.k.a. YYR, and you're listening to The Bobby Blackwolf Show, featuring the best, the very best, as in number one, numero uno, most super multitasker in the world, in our hearts. The one and only Bobby Blackwolf on the VOG Network at vognetwork.com. I can multitask in your heart. I don't know if that's good or bad. But yes, if you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be uh, YYR, but most people do, like, in their bumpers, make fun of me or something. And that's fine, as long as it's good natured. I'll, I'll live. All you got to do is uh, make an either an MP3 or a video of just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation I want to risk in the background uh, and uh, send it to me somehow. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. You can reach me on Discord. Uh, I do have an email address, bumpers at bobbyblackwolf.com. You can do that as well. Uh, but get in touch with me, and we'll figure out how to get the file to me. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, I am going. To, I want to mention that I am a proud member of the Georgia Influencers Network, and not, I don't always get to promote their stuff because they uh, send on like Monday morning. They're like, "Yeah, we're doing a stream on Wednesday night," and I'm like, "I'm on Sunday nights, so I can't really promote it when you give me don't give me enough notice." But they are going to be doing something this week. Uh, the Best in Georgia competition has returned for 2022. So this is the Georgia Game Developers Association. Uh, each global game jam location in the state nominated one team to receive professional mentoring and complete, compete for the big title. Each team got assigned game industry mentors to help them further develop their game and make plans to get it into distribution. On Tuesday, March 8th, they will stream their improvements. The big winner will be announced at the end of the live stream with the winner getting thousands of dollars worth of professional services. Dear students or uh, uh, hopeful game developers that maybe are not students anymore but work in different industries, do different jobs. Uh, so if you go to youtube.com slash GGDA Organic on Tuesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, you'll be able to see the finalists from Kennesaw State University, SCAD Atlanta, Savannah College of Art and Design at Atlanta, and SCAD at Savannah. Um, so there are three games that they are going to be showing improvements and seeing if they can actually get some money to actually let the game come out. Um, one of the things we were talking about in chat uh, as uh, we kind of talk about some of the stuff that people are talking about during the music break, we have music break in the middle. You don't hear it on the podcast uh, because I can't really risk that. I can play it on Twitch. Not sure I can really distribute it on the podcast. Uh, but uh, I was playing a song from Chrono Cross, like an overclocked remix, actually, uh, from, from Chrono Cross. And uh, Questbuster was like, I need to get back into Chrono Cross, but I completely forgot how to play. And that's how I am with a lot of these RPGs, uh, where, like, you basically, like, some of these RPGs, like, if you played Chrono Cross on the PS1, and maybe you had that PS1 disc and you played it on your PS2 or your PS3, and you try to go back to it now, you're going to be like, how do I, how do I equip? How do I do stuff? And I am especially like that. I forget how to play. Uh, I forget what I was doing. Uh, one of the things that gets me in like later games, like Final Fantasy X, uh, I've started multiple times because I forget how I am specking things. Like I forget what I was going for. How was I making this? What was I making this character do? What was I aiming towards in terms of where am I spending my skill points? And I just completely forget. Uh, and then I forget, you know, like what enemies have what weaknesses, and and so it. Uh, I usually have to start over. And so that's why I've never finished a Final Fantasy game, because I get so far, a new shiny thing comes out. And then by the time I'm like, maybe I should play that again, I've completely forgotten how to play. I have to start over. 
uh, and because I don't I don't remember what I'm doing. Sharon Matt says, I forget how to play lately. Lately, I've been looking for YouTube video tutorials and things. And that's actually like the let's play culture uh, that that exists, um, you know, especially when you can find a YouTuber that has no commentary. Um, that is actually one of the real good things about that is I can go in and be like, OK, how, how did I do this? How did I play? Uh, what did I do? Uh, and then it'll come back to me and then maybe I can jump in where I left off. But a lot of times I can't. Uh, I just like, I'm going to play from the beginning, especially if it's been 10 years. And Brigman says, nothing worse than specking a character a certain way than forgetting why you did it, only to get killed by the reason you spec your character that way in the first place. Um, and Monkey 11 says, that's how you know when you're an old gamer. Hey, you know, I'm, I still wish I was 29. And Dark Disease says, world of long plays is good if you just want the gameplay. Yeah, no, there's actually even like current games. You, there are certain channels that I know that are like, yeah, you no, know, they, you know, they play the game. Um, they're moderately okay at the game. Uh, it's always funny to watch in the comments. They're like, why did you do that? Why did? Why are you playing that way? You're missing, you know, all this stuff because they get the game early, so they don't know all the tips and tricks that everybody else learns. Uh, so you know, you can watch those, and, and you know, so I, I do go in and watch those every once in a while just to see what, what either what the game is like before I buy it or what the game was supposed to be like when I come back to it many, 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 many years later. S. Jaron Matt says, the new Cyberpunk 2077 update, which I stopped playing two months ago to wait for. I played it last year and beat it and sent it back to Gamefly. Uh, changed a few things, which included resetting skill points and unequipping weapon mods. I totally forgot that what I had everything beforehand, so that has been frustrating. Um... And Monkey 11 says, if the game has one more, more than one save slot, I just start over until I get better again, and then I jump back into my old save. Uh, and I can, I, I would do that too, uh, as well sometimes. Uh, or I just start over. And E3VL says, I haven't played Cyberpunks uh, since near launch, waiting for DLC. I, I went through it. I went through the whole game. I played it on, or I rolled credits, which is absolutely not 100%ing anything. I rolled credits, uh, on the Xbox One. I played on my Xbox... I think I... Yeah, I played on the Xbox Series X. But it was the Xbox One version. Uh, I, I had a couple bugs like that would show up. But like an only one hard crash. I went through the whole game. Rolled credits. was like, cool. Sent it back to Gamefly. And Questbush says, uh, I would do that. The multiple save slots with Chrono Cross. But one thing I remember is the start is a slow burn. For me with Chrono Cross, I played it. I have it. I bought it when it came out on the PS1. Still have it. Played it in 2000, 2001. Haven't played it since. So I might as well just get the new version that's coming out this year and start from scratch because I don't remember the story. I remember the music, but I don't remember the story. I don't remember what was going on, and I should probably just start over. And speaking of uh, starting over or moving on, I guess moving on to the next thing. Uh, Orange Launch Radio is coming up next. They're uh, the next thing that's going to happen here on the Voice of Geeks Network. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and they probably remember Chrono Cross more than I do. Uh, so we like to check in with them and see what they're going to be talking about tonight, uh, with because they're going to talk about a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of things that I didn't talk about. Uh, so we're going to check in with them and see what's going on. Sacramento, are you there? Hi, Bobby. I'm here. How are you? 
I am doing well. You sound a lot better this this week. It sounds like you've made some hardware upgrades. There have been some changes on my end, yes. yes. So uh, I think things will work out a lot better this week. Yes, uh, I see. It's a learning process. Yes. Twenty years in the making. Yes, but uh, but it's 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 good to see. And, and hey, I mean, it, it kind of reinvigorates you a little bit when you have to like get get some new stuff. And like, I got new toys. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use them. And so I've seen you I stream know. this week, yeah. and you know. So it, 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 it's used to the new format here yeah. and the new like layout and everything. It is yeah. it's just a little bit fun. Yeah. The couch is still not orange. But no, no. Somebody wants to buy me a nice new orange couch. Hey, uh, yeah. let's talk. You know, if you got some of that money, there you go. You know, just throw some this of that a, over. Let me tell you the reason why this couch is in here. It is an excellent napping couch. Yeah. I love to take a nap on this couch. Yeah. So just, just putting it out there. So uh, I, I noticed you were playing a little more No Man's Sky this week. You did the expedition. What's what's the verdict on the new expedition? How like what what are you thinking of it? Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm glad they didn't make it combat focused because um, you know the patch that they did was all about the combat and upping that uh, element of the game. Um, but instead, they made it a little more about companions and some general exploration. Uh, I've gotten caught up in a little bit of a frustrating grind looking for a certain type of planet. But uh, Alan gave me a little hint, reminding me that there are wikis that you can go to to look up what all the possible synonyms are for planet types. Mm. Um, and I think that would be very helpful in in knocking that off the list and moving on so i'm hoping to be streaming that again at some point during the next week maybe maybe tuesday because i've i've um i'm also prepping for like two big shows here locally Mm because that's something that's taking off again for me this year i know you know that's something i'm involved with on the side is some of the local show hosting Mm -hmm. and and uh involved with the horror film festival and stuff like that so uh yeah kind of got to balance that yeah yeah, and I mean, I've I've seen those wiki things for for No Man's Sky before because I've gotten every once in a while like take a picture on this planet, like one of the Explorers Guild quest or something, and I'm like, what is that yep. planet? Like, yep. which one do they want? Um, now Dark to See does say you can get covers for couches, um, and actually we've done this, like, so we've actually like we actually I have an I don't know if you remember the the couch that's in my my living room area and it's got it's like plaid green or something i bought it like 20 years ago we bought like this brown cover that goes over it and we've basically like totally covered the couch and it looks like a brand new couch now you can't see all the claw marks where my cats have clawed up part of it it's very popular for pet issues yeah Yeah. so maybe you can get Um, an orange one so you can have that great napping uh couch there with that's just orange Maybe, but the only orange covers I've seen are tacky AF. Oh. So um, maybe I'll find a better one someday. Who knows? Yeah. So I finally caught up on all the Intellivision news. I'm sure y'all talked about the Amico stuff as it was happening because it was like in early February when I was off. Not a lot because I wasn't sure what there really was to say. Uh, yeah. We don't we don't know what's happening yet. I think we know in television in or at least the Amico. Let's say, I don't yeah. I don't know. In television as a company certainly looks to be acquired based on that email. But the Amico certainly seems to be in trouble. So I don't yeah. know what happens now. Does the Amico become um, a part of something else? Does the, does the Amico get merged? I, this might sound silly, but does the Amico get merged with something like a Roku? Yeah. Um, where now, you know, you use a phone app as a controller and then the Amico is a channel on the Roku where you go in and you play games and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I feel like 
that would be an interesting resolution to all this where the Amico mm-hmm. becomes a channel on someone else's device. Uh, it might be another way for a certain because I, I don't see Amico getting bought by like Nintendo or Sony right. or like an obvious hardware player. I see that it's going to be somebody who wants to get internal game hardware, but somebody that kind of takes a shortcut there. If you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So or Android TV box because it's an Android the Amico, I think, is running Android code. I think that's what I... I'm not positive. I know that the uh, mm-hmm. internal dev documents have been leaked, um, but I think it's an Android-type core. So there there are ways that it can be integrated in, and you just use your phone to be as the controller, and maybe mm-hmm. then they could just sell the... You know, they could sell the controllers, which they were going to do in anyway, and have, yep. you know, have the optional controller with the disc and the light-up stuff but maybe not have the console, a dedicated console for it. I don't know. And Yeah, and then that way they don't end up screwing over all the developers who've tried to work and make products for it. Those products can still release somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's the best possible resolution that can happen at this point. Yeah. Um, but as far as you and me getting $100, but I thought it was $100, not $50. It might have, it I, might have I, been 100 I, 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 It's been that long. It's frustrating. It's 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 frustrating. Yeah, you know, I and I keep telling myself I'm not going to back these crowdfunded things. I'm not going to back these crowdfunded things. And then this comes along, and I'm like, oh, it's it's got a big name behind it. That this will happen. But yeah. who could have predicted COVID? I guess yeah. you know. Um, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of just frustrating angles yeah. of it. I hope we get something out of it. Maybe a another flashback console. Even though I already I already have one. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Do you have the we'll same see. one that I have, the television flashback, or was it a? It's an Intellivision flashback because it has all the overlays and that, but I don't. I thought mine was HDMI. Yeah, I don't know if they changed it at some point. Maybe they changed it at some point because I, I got the the non. Could be wrong version. though. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I haven't used it in so long. I used it the year I got it, and then blurp, that's it. Yeah, I haven't used this one yet either. But I bought it used, so who knows? It may not even work anymore. I don't know. But. I'm sure it's all right. Usually, those things that run on component, they'll last forever. Yeah. Yep. Because my other TV games still work. Like, I, I've hooked up, like, my old Atari flashback, and it worked, and I've even, like, captured mm-hmm. gameplay from it uh, as well for Based. some things. So what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Uh, we're going to talk about five years of the Nintendo Switch, if you can believe it. The Nintendo Switch turns five years old this week. I know it doesn't feel like it, yeah. but, um, you know, the pandemic, uh, I think, has played a, a number on time in general. Yeah. Uh, I know it put a lot of gray in my beard. I don't know about you. Uh, we'll talk about a, another interesting sale, a sale that has happened that we know about in the industry. Epic Games mm-hmm. bought a music-related company. And we'll talk a little bit about that, who that is and, and why that is. Uh, and then on the cloud gaming front, I think this is interesting. Um, I think I actually don't have a story slot for it, but I think we have to talk a little bit about Luna's launch because you probably noticed, not to give them a free plug, but I guess I'm going to. You'll notice on your Twitch window, if you're watching on a PC, uh, you have a new little thing that says Luna. And so you see some of the integrations starting to come in there, which I think is interesting. But uh, what we do have a slotted story for is Microsoft Cloud Gaming possibly supporting keyboard and mouse to really bring things full circle. So we'll talk about that. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Join us live and interact with the show directly. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you, uh, you want to, to talk with us during the week, maybe uh, steer the conversation a little bit. 
uh, see something you want us to talk about, go on over to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, and there is a text chat channel for the Bobby Blackwell Show. If you are subscribed to our Twitch channel, you get a uh, and you have your accounts linked. You can actually get into a text only uh, subscriber chat channel uh, that that you know every once in a while we post stuff in there and we can we can chat in there. Uh, but but for the most part, thank you so much for listening and uh, and downloading and and watching. Uh, even as a lurker. It's really, really, really appreciated. Uh, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this live show work without uh, the support of our chatters that uh, went above and beyond uh, just watching. Bits of subscriptions really do help us keep the company legit. We are an actual LLC, the Voice of Geeks Network. Uh, tax season, we're, we, we don't owe any taxes because we haven't, we haven't actually made money yet, but it does actually cost money to pay for the registered agent and you know business filings so we can be you know legally existing and stuff like that, uh, state business registrations, all that fun stuff. So uh, thank you so much. Johnny Wufi, who resubscribed, thank you so much for that. And then uh, Sean322 cheered 100 bits. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to read what he wrote, but realize that the views and opinions of Sean 322 are those of Sean 322 only. And he said, uh, go Phillies. He wrote that as I was talking about the, the Braves being World Series champions and continuing to be World Series champions. So the views and opinions of Sean 322 are Sean 322s. I'm going to hit the button so we can stop. And so I don't yell more about how the Braves are the champs and re-sign Freddie Freeman. So anyway, thank you so much. I will see you next week. Enjoy some video games. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.